Welcome to Redeeming Qualities Podcast. The podcast, not how men speak, but how friends speak. I'm joined today with uh, Danny. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Daniel, and uh, unfortunately, it looks like it's just me today. Uh, Mark is going to be taking a break. Uh, you're going to have to deal with just Fez and I, but uh, we've been talking just a little bit briefly before the podcast, and I think it should be a good show. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and let's talk about thoughts. Uh, there's a weird thing that I've been contemplating lately is that people are scared of their own thoughts and how it looks and how it feels on them. Like, it's it's a weird from Like, I unfortunately am super opinionated and I say things that are very often wrong, but they're my wrong and I'm okay with my wrong. I feel like a lot of people aren't okay with their own wrongs. I don't know if you've encountered this or now you've seen it. When you say you're okay with your own wrong, do you mean in the sense of like you don't care that you're wrong because mm. like no, it's no, the way no. you feel? I absolutely love to be correct. For example, uh, a couple weeks ago we we're talking about racism and I said systematic and you're like systemic and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you're right." I want to be I want to somebody to make me accurate I don't like being inaccurate but if you don't ever say the wrong thing no one will ever know that you what you think is wrong I feel like there's a there's like you shine light on your own on your own things or your own thoughts you know if you if you never voice them no one's ever going to realize that you don't know the Totally. So, like, if you stay quiet, you mean then, like, people don't know that you're you're dumb, for lack of a better term? Ignorant. Like, you, ignorant is just the, the act. Uh, ignorance, that word's been, it's a racism, but ignorance mm-hmm. is just, just not knowing. You, everybody is ignorant in something. Like, Absolutely. A, you know, electrician, I have, I see an electric diagram, and I look at that, I'm like, this is just. This is a child. Yeah, exactly. Drawing. It might it might as well be hieroglyphics, right? Exactly. So I'm. It's you know, interesting I'm that you say that actually, because when I first joined, um, I was in the utilities area, right? So it's like electricians and uh, combat engineers and stuff like that, construction and utility type of of jobs. So when I was doing that, I remember the first shop that I got sent to. Um, it was like it was, they didn't have any gear that I worked on, but it was like a bunch of electrical equipment. And I'm like, these guys like, you know, I mean, I'm like, dude, these are kids, you know, like we're 18, 19 years old in Japan. And I'm like working on these parts and stuff. And like, these guys are opening up these generators and all this shit. And I'm like looking at these diagrams and I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? You know? And they're like, Oh, we're wiring these generators. And I'm like, what the hell is this? You know? And then like, I think to now, and I like, if I were to look back on that now, I'm like, that was simple, easy shit compared to like the the scope of the work that I do now on a commercial scale. Um, But it's just interesting to think that like everything can tie into something else later on down the road. You know what I mean? Like we're always learning and developing different skills. And then like, you know, for example, looking at a schematic, you know, 15 years ago, I was like, 
you know, Egyptian hieroglyphics, like, what the fuck is this? And like, if I look at something now, it's like, oh, okay, like, I can trace out everything and figure out how it is. Um, but I don't feel like I necessarily learned anything different in that time that passed. It was just like, the mindset and the approach and the skills I developed, let me learn things quicker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's just, that's just, that's understanding. And I think that's a lot of things is, is you're like, you had to go to a place where you're like, you had to sit down and go, Hey, I don't know this. Teach it to me. You sat there and listened when you had questions, you're like, Hey, I'm not quite sure if this is correct. Somebody's able to clarify it for you. And eventually your thoughts go from, you know, ignorance to understanding through this whole process. And I feel like there's just like, you're shut down in conversation. There's like certain things like everybody knows, you know, don't talk about politics, don't talk about religion and don't talk about, you know, uh, what's the other one? Sports, politics, and religion. Those are the three things you don't talk about at the table or what you used to not talk about at the table. I don't know. I've always heard heard just, I've just always heard politics and religion. Uh, yeah, Yeah. So it's funny too. And the things that people, don't understand which are these 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 uh subjects and the things that we're not allowed to talk about and well it's, it's because a- it's so opinion based right and like people don't i feel like like you and i and mark are different in the sense that we openly share completely different opinions and like we may poke fun and tease and talk shit, but ultimately when one of us is like, oh, what they're saying makes sense, um, like we, we will concede, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I don't feel like the rest of society necessarily does that. So when you take something like religion or politics where those are 100% opinion-based things, right? Like I don't know how many official established religions or recognized religions there are, but th- there's a lot, right? And then when it comes to politics, it's like, sure, in America, we have the two parties and then like the other ones that are always there that never fucking seem to be worth anything anyway. But it's like everybody within those two feels so fucking different about like tons of different things like that two parties really doesn't cover like the scope of what people think about. And I just find it interesting that like everybody is like, no, this is the way it is. This is the way it is. And it's like, mother, like nobody fucking knows how it's supposed to be. Like how many different forms of government are there? Which one's the best? Like nobody can point to what the best is. Nobody can, like, it depends yeah. on the metric, right? <clears throat> it depends on this or that or this. Oh, and it's like, that's well, a good point. who's it's the like- happiest person? What's the metric? Like we have the most money. Okay, but are we the happiest? And it's like, well, look at like places like Norway. Okay, Norway, sure, they're really happy, but we here are like, but they pay a ton of tax, so like, fuck those people. And it's like, okay, but like, but the people say they're happy. Are they really happy? And then you doubt shit because other people. And I feel like countries is like rooting for your sports team, right? It's like, hey, we're the best. Why? Just because we are. And it's like, where's the facts? Where's the proof? Where's this? It's like, no, I was born here. So like, you know, like I'm a Seahawks fan. Why? Because I'm from Washington. I live in Seattle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, so I move somewhere else. I get more educated. I do all these other things, but I'm still like, no, I'm from fucking Seattle Seahawks, you know? And it's like the same thing for religion and politics. 
I, I just um, find it weird. Nobody can yeah. accept the fact that they just don't know the, the right answer and we can all have different opinions. That's the thing too. And uh, so like, I feel like I heard a, a great quote and uh, it, it was from a, uh, a D&D podcast called Dimension 20. And somebody said, ideologies are like the manifestation of so like people who are bullies and that is not necessarily a bully or you know they feel frustrated and they want people to behave their way they choose a, a political side that wants to force people to be if people don't really care about politics or they don't really care about a thing they want like libertarian style thing. So I feel like a lot of your personality is what drives your politics. I feel like that's true. Totally. Because I've off, like, I don't really do politics, right? Like people are always like, well, you're a libtard or, oh, you're a republic. And I'm like, dude, honestly, like, I just like to argue either the opposite side of what most people like, because like, People take the shit way too personal. And I know you and Mark kind of feel the same way. Like we all have our, like the things that we kind of more align with, but all of us are like, yeah, I just think this cause I think this, you know? And it's like, it doesn't matter. But yeah. other people are like so into it that it's like, I like to just argue the other side just for entertainment because like I don't actually care because I don't think there is a right or a wrong I think it's so opinion based that like we could do like look at how long America's been around we switch Republicans Democrat Republican Republican Democrat Democrat like it always changes but the shit just keeps pushing on and people are just bitching to bitch dude and I, I'm a whiner yeah. personally like I whine about everything but like I just don't get whining about shit you can't control. Well, speaking of control, let's get down to COVID. And this is one of those ones that I love to talk about. I like that you put that into control. Speaking of control, ooh, slick. It's, um, it's a, well, well, people, so here's, here, okay. In case people haven't been, you know, keeping up with COVID because it's one of those things that's like, it's just been in our face a lot and we kind of forget. So kind of a timeline. There was like, hey, COVID can't be spread without masks. So you don't need a mask. And according to, you know, to Fauci, that was a lie to bolster the masks in the hospitals, right? Mm -hmm. Then there was like, okay, you need masks. It helps reduce it. And there's not really a whole lot of evidence that supports it. And there's not a whole lot of evidence that doesn't support it. But regardless of it, you know, they're like, okay, you got to wear the mask. Then it's like, okay, the vaccine's out. If you have the vaccine, you don't need to wear a mask. But if you don't have the vaccine, you should. And now it's like, okay, the new Delta variant is actually being spreaded by the people who have been vaccinated. But I explain all this because nobody, anybody, and reflect upon yourself, has said, hey, I was wrong about that. They're always like, well, they told me to do this, so you're a fucking idiot for not listening to these people. Exactly. It's like, so just it's, fucking say you fucked up. Yeah, just be like, hey, my thoughts on it were based off this The information stuff, we I had was, at the time. Sorry. And you know what? I fucked up. Here's the thing. 
we still don't know anything. You know, there's the whole like, well, it wasn't FDA approved. Well, guess what? Nothing was FDA approved until it was FDA approved. So this, this vaccine that we're getting right now could be the one that gets ultimate FDA approval. And it could be, you know, not an issue. Maybe, you know, we don't know anything. Yeah. And or in fa- 10 the- years, everybody could have their fucking liver quit. But who knows what the fuck is going to happen? And the, the thing about it is, is like, people are so scared, like, okay, you know, because I, you know, I should say this, but no, none of us really know. And we have these mandates. And that's what's scary to me is people want you to do something and nobody knows. That's the problem. Like, that's the issue I have too. It's like, it's not necessarily the nobody knows. It's not like the get the vaccine or the don't. It's the fact that like people are so fucking opinionated one way or the other, like the people that don't want to get the vaccine or the people that do like it's another fucking division tactic. I feel like it's weird because when I look at like how you gain control of something, right? Like war is one thing, right? You go over there, you kill a bunch of people. The people are like, fuck, we got no more bodies to throw at you. We give up. You take their shit. But like, there's also the real kind of warfare, which is like embargoes and like you, you bleed countries out in different ways. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, when I, when I think about how they're doing this, like the stuff with uh, like, for example, race, like, do you remember, like, do you remember when racism and all that stuff first got highlighted? It was like, we started ignoring really big shit that was going on in the world and in politics and everything else. And we are focusing on like this division between minorities and whites, right? And it was like, okay, those are facts. Those things exist, but like, it's kind of weird that the timing went on and then these things continued and then they went on even longer. And it's like, we're still fighting about the same fights while all these other issues are going on. And it's like everything is getting interwoven. And it seemed like it seemed like the media portrayal because you jump on the Internet and it's like you get on the Internet. The world's the most racist, hateful fucking place there is. Then you go and you walk outside and everybody is normal. Everybody can walk around together, get along and be peaceful. And it's like there was two different worlds. And it's just weird. It's weird how it twists into like this thing and then you have covid happen and it's like there's the people that 100 percent vaccine is the way to go and then it's like there's the people that are anti-vaccine and both parties hate each other and it's just weird to me because i've always operated from the point of like if i didn't do the research myself and i didn't do the study and like who whose information am i taking in and why is theirs right and somebody else is wrong, you know? And if I can't prove the right or the wrong, then why the fuck do I care? I don't know. Well, that's, and that's a funny thing that you mentioned. It's like, people don't like to think that we're institutionalized. We're institutionalized right. in more way than one. And every community has an institutionism, the way you're supposed to think, the way you're supposed to behave, the script that you're given. For example, everybody's aware, like, oh man, military, Absolutely. There's a Absolute, whole book right? called, we know it, there's a whole book called On Killing 
that is the psychology of how you get an 18-year-old kid willing to point a rifle at another human and pull the trigger. Exactly. We are institutionalized that way. But no one talks about when you get into politics, the institutionalism, like, hey, you got to play ball this way. Nobody talks about academia. Nobody talks about the, like, college as right. a brainwashing sort. You take the same kid, military, 18-year-old, no fully, not a fully formed brain, 18-year-old, college kid, not a fully formed brain, and you put him into this meat grinder and see what comes out. Well, of course you're going to have one group that's conservative and one group that's democratic because it's what they're taught is correct. Right. Yeah. And the same, th same thing for people like in your, in your field, you know, you, you uh, electricians, a lot of these guys start young and they become this community of blue collar workers. Mm -hmm. They are, you know, blue collar is a, you know, a, is a, a community that I grew up in. People who work rigs, drove trucks, worked as farmers, janitors, all of these people who are blue collared. And guess what? Their thoughts is go to work, don't complain, suck it up, make Earth. a living. And yeah. that's a type of institutionalism. Absolutely. There's, and there's everybody weird... thinks that their thoughts are their thoughts. Yes. And that's the problem. Like nobody can accept the fact that like, hey, there are things out there that influence you, whether you realize it or not, things are influencing you and it's like if i i don't know maybe it's like maybe the military is a thing that like kind of takes that away from you because you are around so many people with such different opinions from all walks of life and ultimately because all you care about is like living you don't really care about any of the boundaries i think that's an interesting dynamic to be put into and i know we touched on this briefly before but like yeah i i feel I'm like not, i go like, into everything if i don't know a fact is a fact then like why am i right and why are you wrong like i may argue to argue but like yeah. at the end of the day if i don't know it's true or not i'm not going to say like i'm right and you're wrong i'm like jokingly sure but who knows anything about anything ultimately well, that's the thing, too. And let's talk about diversity. Like, let's talk about, you know, Mexicans, Blacks, Asians, Whites, Native Americans that joined the military. I have met every race in the military. Absolutely. In college, I'm generally the token Mexican in there. And it's a lot of white people. So diversity doesn't exist in certain places. And we have to understand that. Generations succeed. There, mm -hmm. there exists that. I, it's what I want to institute into my children. It's why I'm continuing to go to Absolutely. school. That's why I'm retire. I want them to see, hey, you may not have a path of what you want. But, but my dad did that. this. Exactly. My dad did this. That, I know it's doable. Yeah. My, you know, my dad, you know, maybe was blue collared, you know, got cancer, didn't have health care. And, you know, we had to support him until the end of his life. But guess what? He came from Mexico. He literally sold, I can't even make it up. Like when I heard like, you know, like his, like he would get sticks, he would go sell it you know, at a market. So like, like bundle of firewood, take mm -hmm. the money home to his parents so they can buy food. Yeah. Crazy. Like what my father has done for me and my family and my brothers and sisters. And I respect him for it. I don't think right. that, oh, you know, he was, he was a dummy. He couldn't do better. Why didn't he go to college? Well, 
those opportunities weren't going to be there for him. He wasn't set up in that, that path, but he set us up in that path. So that's what I'm trying to say is he took those steps to do it. And now I see, you know, as I move forward, you know, there's not a lot of diversity in certain places and they pretend like there is. And yeah. yes, I am literally saying college does not, is not diverse. And no. you can look at the numbers. It's 100% true. There's well, even few... not necessarily even ethnically either. You know what I mean? Like Ooh. college isn't diverse in its line of thinking. Like I feel like, and I'm Class not taking well. anything away from it, but like, I feel like when everybody immediately, when they're like, oh, you are a Marine? Yeah, Trump, right? And I'm like, no, fuck Trump, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, they're like, oh, you like Biden? I'm like, no, I don't really like Biden either. Like, I think the dude's a fucking dummy. And it's like, well, and it's like, why do I have to pick yeah. anything? If two people are dumb, two people are dumb. You know, like, I don't want to fuck it. Like, I don't know shit about most things in my own personal life. Why do I need to know which of these two idiots is the better choice? Like, I don't, because ultimately a bunch of people are going to go to the ballots. They're going to vote for whatever they want. And then the shit's going to happen. And it's like, like people get so honestly, wound up. It's, and it's crazy how many years that these nuts is one of the top contenders in a political <laughs> polling. Right. You get what I'm saying? These like people are like, oh, you should, like, you should care about this. And there's more of us who don't care about that it. Don't. It's so yeah. far. It's so macro into our lives that you can't even imagine it being a real thing. You know what I'm saying? Like but people get fucking worked up, man. If especially like the Trumpy people, like that's mm. honestly one of my favorite things to do is fuck with the Trump supporter. And I'm but, like, I don't even disagree with all the shit that he did. You know what I mean? Like, I just think yeah. the dude was an idiot. Like the dude is a dummy. But like, I don't disagree with all the shit he did. Like, when he wanted yeah. to do the whole TikTok ban, I wasn't against it. It's like, okay, yeah, this shit makes sense. Why are we going to give China all that money? Yeah, like, And a people person, are like, fuck it, it, that. We need to share. And it's like, that's China, bitch. Like, why? Why do we need to share? I mean, there was a, a very, like, true thing in, like, the Spider-Verse, like, with Miles Morales. Like, you got every answer wrong. That's statistically impossible. So, as a president, it's still statistically impossible for Donald Trump to always be wrong. Right? You get what I'm saying? And well, the fact that's the thing. Nobody it, will do that because everybody's like, well, I'm like, it's football. We all do yeah. the fucking football thing. Well, my team. And it's like, fuck yeah. your team, bro. Like, we need to do better. Well, and it's know, like everybody's concerned about their side winning. You know what? It's, it's kind of funny, too, because... Like, if we're going to equate it to football, America is the only football team where liking your team is like an evil. Like, people who brag about Canada, no one's like saying, oh, you Canadian nationalist. The Mexicans who fly the Mexican flag, no one's like, you fucking Mexican nationalist. You put an American flag on your front porch, like, you racist American national, white nationalist. It's like, I'm brown. Dude. How can I be a white nationalist? That's actually crazy. I didn't even think about that. That's so true, though. Like, if you even put up an American flag, I feel like it's immediately assumed that, like, almost like you're a Republican or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird because I feel like I'm in Seattle, which is very liberal, right? Yeah. Like, to the point where it's, like, it's awkwardly liberal because people are like, 
I mean, it's dude, I told you I went on Tinder and like, it's a whole different world. Like there's everybody's like vaccinated liberal. And it's like, wow, like these people really want to niche themselves in there. And it's like, to me, it's like, it's almost as if people are niching themselves into what the conforming mass wants to be. So that way they're like part of the thing, you know? And And I'm like, people are subscribing to a gang, bro. Yes. And this is the thing that I wondered is do these people believe this or do they feel like that's the thoughts? Like if they don't think that way, there's something wrong with them. Yeah. You get what I'm I, saying? Th- I think they feel like the pressure is suggesting if they don't align with this, that they don't, for example, like I, oh, I said yeah. this, I, I've said this before, I, like, sorry. No, no, I was going to say, I, I brought this up in different po- or different uh, podcasts, but it's like, the one thing that bothers me the most that says, if you're not the help, you're part of the problem. That's yeah, like, right. That's, that is so radical. The problem, you just exist. That's like saying, if you're not fixing this, some Chinese kid making a phone in a factory is part of the problem with racism because he's not actively fighting racism in America. That's a, it's just not a truth. Right. Well, and then it's like out there. Ninety percent the of those people are sitting there on their blogs fucking talking about how evil these corporations are, and they're sitting on their two thousand dollar MacBook that's fucking enslaving children in China. It's like, are you really that person or not? Like, shut the fuck up. It's like well, the it's like the people the vegan that refuses to eat meat walking around with a leather fucking handbag. I'm like, dude, okay, sorry. Some things make sense, some don't. Like, fuck you. Don't be stupid, you know? Or the fact of the matter is the people who are vegan and they're like, well, because I don't like this, I think everybody else is. It's like, listen, I don't want you to eat meat. I don't want right. you to eat anything. You're going to drive up the price, bitch. I want you to eat whatever you want to eat. I want you to live the way you want. I want you to be it's mad at me. Right? Treat one another as how you want to be treated. What happened to the golden rule? You know what I'm saying? It's gone, what? man. You know what? You know what? Can I ask you something? No. I just had this thought no, right now. <laughs> I just had this thought right now, but like, what is something that you feel like people think about you oftentimes that you feel like is just not accurate? Like, but Mm -hmm. you've heard before, like, for example, me, like, oh, you're angry. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm like, I hear that from people always. It's in particular women, you know, but like, I'm like, I am not an angry person and I don't get it. Cause like none of my guy friends would be like, oh, you're an angry person. I'm just like, mm. I, well, don't, that, I don't sugarcoat. I, honestly, yes. I'm blunt. So, I'm too so blunt. I'm just too here, blunt. Here's, here's something that people still don't understand. <clears throat> Equal doesn't exist because like 
for example, like a male feminist, like, hey, I want equality, I want this, I want this. But a male feminist isn't going to go to a female and talk to them. Go talk to a male. Exactly. So people will never understand once you break it down, uh, once you don't see a person you want to be with and you treat them as a coworker or as a person accountable, they think you're a dick because too often, I feel like women just expect dudes to trying to be nice. Too often, dudes are trying to be nice to someone so they can be with them. So when you well, don't care about a person that way and you talk to them regularly, they just think you're a monster. But I like that that whole uh, that whole thought is you know, you're you, every person is a you know is a person with a thousand masks, and everybody knows you as a different person that you know yourself. And I like that because I feel like everybody doesn't know who I am. But I, I feel don't like, feel like that's really true for me anymore. Like in the past, I feel like that was true. But like, for example, I think that the person that you knew me as, what, fuck, I got out 2014, 10 years like, ago. Yeah. 10 yeah. years ago, the person you knew me as 10 years ago, I think that if you like, I mean, obviously, we, we talk all the time in, the, in those 10 years. But like, I think that we are very similar still in the exact way. And that's what lets me know that like, we are genuine and that we know each other. Because we have never reserved thoughts about anything. You know what I mean? It's like, I have like literally you and I, I mean, we have been in meetings where it's been like heated discussions and things are different and it's like, okay, well fuck these people. And then like storming out over different issues. And like at the end of the day, everybody can sit down and get along with that person, even though we're like screaming and like willing to fight each other. And I find that interesting that like people, in the regular world on their day-to-day lives can't even like agree that they just think two different things, you know, it's weird. That's like what we started this podcast at is the guard, guard, the fact that I don't guard my thoughts around you. Like I love, I let you shit on them. I let you support them. I just put them out there and you do with them what you want. I feel like people, they guard their thoughts. So no, that know who they are. So I feel like I that's think, really true. I think I think like yeah, we're just like, and it's so weird because you know, realistically, thirty years ago, a person could have been a terrible person or a great person, and no one really knew because what you say at your home, nobody would hear. You know what I'm saying? What you yeah. say in your own little community, no one else really heard. Well, also, there wasn't, like, a metric to measure it by. There was no Facebook and Instagram and all these things where everybody could come together and be like, okay, what do we all think unanimously? And, like, whether we want to admit to it or not, we're all conforming to, like, one side or another based off of the information Mm -hmm. we gather. And it's like, what information is the average person gathering? Instagram, Mm -hmm. Facebook whatever they choose to follow. And it's like literally leads you into confirmation biases. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, you chose the side and the thoughts that you want to think. And now you're choosing who to follow and what to do based off of what you like. Yes. Yes and no. 
<clears throat> I agree with you on everything that you said, but there's a, mm -hmm. an addition to it. Uh, it's, it's, it's operant conditioning at its finest. You put something out Sorry. there. Sorry, op say that again. So, <clears throat> operant conditioning. Uh, you What's can think operant? of, uh, uh, you've heard of Pavlov's dog, right? You ring a bell, you know, you, you, you put it with a, uh, with a what's it called, an uh, unstimulated response, something that's naturally going to happen. So like mm -hmm. a dog will salivate when it sees food and you put the food with the bell. Now the bell okay. would You've tied it to salivate. something else. Yeah. And so now you, the dog tied the bell to something that it's going to get. So it's, there's that operant conditioning within that. And I think okay. the same thing exists with the likes. And now you tie likes with something that is necessary for some people, which is money. You know, money well, dude, as an idea. Honestly, that's what Mark talked about at one point, what you're, what you're saying. I don't think he put yeah. it as the, what do you call it, operant conditioning? Yeah, basic, just basic psychology of conditioning, learned behavior. It's, like, it's what we do to our kids. Like we're always trying operant conditioning, either through reward base. Uh, so there's four and different- you know what? Things. It's funny that you say that that's what we're doing to our kids because I that's feel what we, like what I think to. is really funny is like Kalia's black. Right. So mm -hmm. talking with her and doing things with her, she's like, yeah, well, this is the way that she feels about different things. And even she's like, yeah, I'm never like mad at somebody because they're racist. She's like, I understand that people become racist because of like their upbringing or whatever it may be, you know, and I'm like, it's interesting, you know, because I happen to fall under that demographic. I happen to fall under the demographic of being surrounded by people that thought it was funny to joke around about racist shit, right? So what do you do as a kid trying to fit in? You conform to what everybody else is and you do all those things. And it's like, yes, you, you go off and then you join and you do something. It's like, holy shit, all the guys that are like my friends happen to be like black dudes or Mexicans or whatever it may be. And then it's pretty soon you realize like, hey, none of, none of that shit actually even matters whatsoever well, not, and then you jump out and get back into the regular world and people people didn't go to the mixing pot where they like learn that everybody is the same and they're like still <clears throat> whew, sorry start joking and they're like still going through that like well i don't really understand things because everybody is like you're saying worried about expressing their thoughts out of fear of what somebody's gonna think yeah and, and the actual real possibility of sharing your thoughts on social media or even just talking, people record you and put it on uh, stuff. So people are scared of putting their real thoughts out there. And um, yeah, I just, I feel like there's, there's real, real world consequences. Man, I hate saying an R and a W together. I don't, <laughs> I don't have a full speech impediment, but when those two letters are put together, I'm fucking Elmer Fudd. <laughs> a, a real world r and a w yeah real like, world it, yeah uh like uh, ricky or, white or i would say like uh like wrong way or like uh you know like any or i think it's when you put a w before an r is what tricks me up in my brain we'll just settle it you're dumb <laughs> I mean, you're just I you're can. just dumb you fucking yeah. dummy author yeah. type dummy well, that's the best part about writing is you don't have to talk. It's a lot easier. That's true. But you can now, edit it. No, I just think I just think a lot of times people are scared of their thoughts, and it's. I think that's why me and you haven't changed is because, like, 
your thoughts have been out there. My thoughts have been out there. And as we've been apart, you didn't find a community that you started letting us out and then they bolstered or didn't support your thoughts. And so you changed your way of thinking because you've already, we've already had a community that let us just say whatever mm. we accepted them because, you know, accepting in the military, it's so funny. Like, you know, that, there's that whole thing, like, remember everything in boot camp. It's like, Hey, if you don't pick up this people's trash, people die. If you don't do this, people die. And it was like, yeah, in your brain all the time. So every single time you had, like, you, you didn't do something right. Like you get panic and stress and it's like, well, why am I scared of that? It's like, oh, because for so long you thought any mistake could cost people's lives. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a, you know, such a messed up way. Dude, so like, that's interesting. I never really thought about that in that regard. It's true. Like you, you were constantly forced under stress. Like, you know, if you fall asleep, somebody dies. If you do this, some like, like you're saying, I've never thought of it that way, but like, you're constantly under stress and pressure. Yeah. Constantly. And that's why we, it's why, it's another reason why we've never been, like, it, take, it took me a long time to become accepting of people's shortcomings. Mm. And for a long time, I was like, hey, you, you didn't get a haircut. You're a fucking turd of a human being. Yeah, you you're a piece this, of shit because you didn't do this one thing. And it's like, and you know, it's like, man, why do I think that? It's like, oh, because mistakes have been grounded in um, consequence. You know, like, and that's the thing too. Like now I feel like there's a whole like thing in social media or like, like a, a thought that's not fully formed ends in, you know, your, your career being gone. But yeah. I, like, there's I'm not never an say- excuse for a mistake. And exactly. And I also feel like we're putting that on kids who are just, they don't, their brains aren't fully developed. We know this. That's a scientific fact. You know, like critical, critical thinking doesn't happen at 12 years old, 13 years old, 14 years old. It happens later in life. You have to have an understanding before critical analysis can happen. So, you know, kids have to learn fundamentals before they can critically think about something. And Mm -hmm. it's just, I think that's another thing that happens with like COVID and everything. Um, it's, I don't know. You know sorry, yeah. I don't mean to cut you off in the middle of starting the COVID thing, but I find it interesting you said that because I think back to like when I was, you know, bossing people around and it was like this and that. And you would have somebody that was like, hey, I can't do this because like my kid is sick or whatever. And it's like, you need, you were supposed to have a parenting plan and this and that and that. And then like the grown adult version of me has kids. And I'm like, I can't believe I used to be that fucking person that was like, hey, you should have had a plan for this. Because like, there is like, you can't really plan for all of the things that children will throw into your life. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't like, we're so quick to be like, there's no fucking excuse for any kind of failure. And like the pressure that that brings on to kids because they're on the internet too. You know, it's like, you can't think this way. Like I always think about like the whole Republican Democrat thing. It's like, if you jump on the internet, it feels like you can't be on the internet if you're a Republican, you know, it's like those people or just like, yeah. oh, fuck those people, because Trump was there. And it's like, whoa. And, like, and that's what, 
then this is why I definitely feel like teachers should never pass ideological things to children because they can't they can't critically think for themselves yet. So you're a teacher, you're the cool teacher, you're like, well, I think Trump's, you know, this, and he's racist, he's this and that. And then this kid's like, well, my parent likes him. My dad likes him. And now you've put this child in conflict. You have put a rift in their two very important worlds. Mm. And that's just not okay. And teachers are, not all of them. I have teachers in my family, or, you know, who are teachers. They're amazing people. But a lot of times, just because you're an amazing person doesn't mean you fully thought through your own ideas. You may dislike something. You may dislike a political ideology. You may dislike a person. But you voicing that to an influential group of kids is very hurtful. An opinion-based idea introduced to children, not making them think, not a philosophical question, that makes them think you providing an, your platform with an ideology to children is not good. And it's a very, it's a legitimate wrong. And people don't see it that way. And I do. I don't Oh, absolutely. Care. And like, I, it's, it's all sides of the spectrum. Republican, yeah. liberal, all these different things. You're, you should be teaching kids the curriculum so they can be successful in the models that our schools are doing. And I know our model for school, you know, is to get kids on the path of college. Honestly, Great. as somebody that, that fucking just bombed school, right? Completely just bombed it. Just like didn't graduate, none, none of the stuff, right? I basically went there to shoot the shit, try to be funny, um, and then go at the end of the day and like return back to my house where I just run off and neglect all of my school responsibilities. But like... I don't think that school is nearly as beneficial as we make it out to be. Like, I don't know that I can fully, like, not well, necessarily at a collegiate level, but I feel like we need to change the way it's done because it's some of the things seem so pointless. Cause I look at myself now and I'm like, as somebody that didn't graduate high school, like, I graduated, but I was I was already in the Marine Corps living in Abu Dhabi. And I'm like, hey, reaching out to my school to try and try and get them to graduate me. But you can learn so many things on your own if you're determined to learn about that thing. I feel like the school model that we have is like kind of like it's almost counterintuitive it almost forces people to go outside of the scope of what it is they should be focusing on instead of just being like for example you are going to be a doctor right and it's like you have to do all of these general education requirements and then like the further you go the more narrowed down your scope becomes it's like but if you already know what you're going to be why don't you get to that scope soon and like touch along the regular basis along the way. You know what I mean? Why do we do the things we do the way that we do them? And it seems like to drag it out to get more money out of people, honestly. Hmm. I think it's, I don't, I don't know if it's 100% that, that I feel like it's probably one. 50 50. Yeah. Well, so I feel like high school, junior high has always been geared towards 
you know, as soon as the whole like fact shut in town, the nuclear family went away. So home home economics went away when the nuclear family model went away because like okay, we don't need to train you know young girls into how to be a, a you know a homemaker, right? Mm-hmm. Woodworking shop, all these different things that went away because like okay, the likeliness for your career to be in these things has you know has drastically re- reduced due to us pushing out everything. So it's like so what's left? Well, college is left. That's kind of a big thing. So people started gearing children towards that. So I feel like the schools are somewhat reactive but i also feel like it's it's uh i feel like the schools are reactive but i feel like it's just preparing you for for college and i feel like that's See, still still at, I, I still feel like it's a it's an appropriate avenue i feel if i was to say anything where people are uh where I, I feel like uh, where I'm a little bit uh, opinionated is college as an investment into your time and effort as a human mm-hmm. shouldn't be teaching soft sciences as a degree. Because people are like, that's where I think a lot of people are frustrated. Like, well, I thought this degree would get me a job and mm-hmm. it doesn't. It's, it doesn't. So. so if you're talking about like narrowing in on something more on a collegiate scale, then like you're talking more along the lines of an apprenticeship like hey this is the job you want if you want to do it like go train directly in that job you know and i feel like that's why college stays vague and broad it's like they they want to tell you that they're teaching you a way of learning you know what Mm. i mean which i fully subscribe to like learn the figure out for me it's like figuring out the way i learn right if i'm not interested in something interested in something i'm not gonna learn fuck all about it like and you know that about me it's like if i'm into something i'm gonna know quite a bit my brother used to make fun of me for it why do you always got to research everything that you're into and i'm like because i'm into it man like i want to like if i if i'm into something i want to know everything you know but if i'm not i'm not that interested i won't learn very much and i i think that lack of focus is I think it, there's there's pros to it, and I think there's cons to it for college. Like, once again, you're talking about a person that doesn't know what they want to do in their life. It's like, all right, choose a, choose a career field to study. And it's like, okay, so they start studying in there. They don't know what they're studying. You know what I'm saying? They don't know what the job is. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, they don't even know what they're interested in yet. And we're, we're, we're demanding that they choose a career at 18. Yeah. I think that's crazy to me. I think it's like, I think like what you're saying, like choose a, a, you know, like a type of apprenticeship and then there should be avenues for college after that. See, yeah, right. Avenue. And then you could, should be branching out to be like, okay, you know, like I thought I wanted to do this, this particular thing, but like maybe I want to approach it different. You know, I feel like yeah, honestly, I, me personally, and like I'm a dummy, I've never claimed to be a smart person, but I feel like everything after maybe elementary is essentially not necessary when you know how to read write your your mathematical stuff like even complex math now that the internet is a thing why do you need to do all of the school stuff i can learn anything i want to by jumping i don't even have to jump anywhere i reach into my pocket and pull my phone out and i can learn anything 
that I want well, to learn. Well, you could, you could do that. But if I was to tell you to give me a, you know, the calculation on the loan amortization schedule, you couldn't do that. And you couldn't understand why your payments were the way they were. That's true. But you know so, what I could do if, if I realized that impacted me in life, which I did, right? Like one thing that I remember vividly doing is getting out of the Marines. I was like, fuck, dude, I don't know anything about taking care of myself. You know, like I've always had this dude paying me this check on time promptly at the same time. And like worst case scenario, if anything, like if shit hits the fan, like I got like, I got Marines around me, right? Like I can go stay anywhere and everybody is going to be accommodating and like, bro, you're down on your luck. I got you. You go out into the regular world. You don't have that anymore. You know, like if I don't have somewhere to go, like things all of a sudden change, you know? So people are like, yeah. they don't understand homelessness. And it's like, dude, I understand it. Like when you're tight on money and it's like you don't have literally any options and you don't have the type of friends that were those type of friends, well, like yeah. what do you do? And that's a sad part too is like, you know, like in the military, there's a lot of expectations. Like you say you're going to do something, you can do it. And you got all these kids that have grown up in this lifestyle from 18 to 22 and say, hey, this person says they got a job for me as soon as they get out. So they're excited about it and they, you know, they go out there, you know, they just fall in these situations and they don't know how to ask for help and all these different things. Like getting <clears throat> a situation or not understanding why something can't exist just demonstrates like, you know, your, your lack of your ignorance and your, your, your willful ignorance. Like, Oh, I could never be. Absolutely. Because, yeah. I'm just like, well, you know, you don't you lazy fucking bum. And it's like, dude, Wait that's until the, you're that person. And that's, that's the, uh, the type of, I think a lot of people in the world have the, uh, the just cause mentality that everybody is in their situation because they deserve to be. I think a lot of people, when they view homeless people, they think, well, that guy's homeless because of A, B, and C. Yeah, this he didn't do what was necessary. Exactly. So I think a lot of people feel like it's justified. They're, oh, they're homeless because they want to be. It's like, to a degree, I can understand that. Some people, you know, given different options, still choose to be homeless. And listen, that's their choice. But the ones that are choosing to be aren't the ones that are complaining either. You know, like. That's true. It's the people who aren't homeless who see them. I feel, yeah. okay. Can I, can I tell you something, uh, a, a thought that I believe to be true? Of course. The people who dislike the homeless the most are the, are the people, people that are close to it. Are the, well, no, I'm not, I would say, yeah, people who are close, like if there's homeless on your front line, get it. But are the people who don't like seeing it because they don't like it in their, the way they live. They want to fix it because they don't like it. You know what I'm saying? They don't oh. understand that these people are choosing it. They don't like homeless and they hide behind this veal of, oh, I want to help them. But the real reason is I want to get rid of them. Not like like not like all sinister like See, evil supervillains. I mean, yeah, I think to an extent, I think you're right. But I don't think that that's necessary. Ah, fuck, I don't know because I'm such a I'm the type that like if you're not doing anything to me, I don't care. 
you know so like when people are like oh fucking bums i'm like dude i like i don't have i've had like one or two run-ins with bums that were issues like yeah and and that's about it but guess what i've had a lot more run-ins with regular people that had homes than one to <laughs> yeah, exactly. do so like why the fuck <clears throat> am i gonna be mad at all the bums you know and it's and, like it ties and, into everything else like racism and all this stuff like this all cops are bad shit and it's like the people that are saying like this well you're racist and you're this and that and like boxing somebody into a category and then you're like all cops are bad and it's like why are all of them bad? You know, it's uh, like, do you literally that, think that every single person that's doing this is a bad fucking person? Like, and, and clearly that's not true. So and here's here's the reality to, uh, to, to the people who are like, all cops are bad. People who think all cops are bad also want more laws. A law is the potentiality of killing somebody for, with law enforcement. So if you think cops are bad, you should get rid of laws. Because True. laws are their authority to do what they do. That makes them do. Yeah. So it's like, you know, people who want COVID as a mandate, you want people to die from cops. Any law you pass, you're okay. Is another with potential. Yeah. Yeah. Any law that you pass, you're okay with somebody dying. And I don't think people no. really understand that. People probably don't, but necessarily, like, I don't they know don't if think it's of that, it that way. That concrete, but yeah, people aren't thinking of it that way, you know. Well, and that, this is one of the things too, like you know, like we know that you, the story you had where you're like, yeah, I was doing seventy, and the cops like, hey, have a great day, you know. Like my brother pointed out, like very, he's like, yeah, if I did that, they'd have pulled me out of the car and beat me. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of people that want laws aren't minorities. Of course, right? Yeah, and it makes total sense. And that's why, like, when people, like, you talk about, like, critical race theory, they're like, oh, they shouldn't be teaching critical race theories in school. It's like, well, most of the lawmakers are white. That's why you don't want critical race theories, because most of the people who are doing it. Now, they should talk about the critical race theory in generation. Hey, generation 1920 to 1940 implemented this side. You shouldn't say, you know, white people did this. Because that, you know what I feel like is interesting? You know, every, most of your lawmakers are white, which is obviously true. But... I feel like what a lot of other countries do, especially, um, I think Eric pointed this out before in a previous podcast, um, it's like, you need to fund militaries and do all this stuff, and it's easier to do it with particular types of government. But what I feel like, like, for example, like, if you have a country where you get drafted, like you have a mandatory military service obligation, I feel like if you had something like that in the in the Marines or in the military in the U.S., whether it be whatever branch, like if you had something like that, you would actually force everybody into an environment where they would have to interact with one another with oh, structure. You know what I mean? True. Like, and if they did that, they would end up like you, me, and Mark. Because I guarantee you, like all of us have done racist shit or said racist shit, like the three of us, right? But yeah, all of us are not racist people. Like we know each other well enough to know that we can say well, some fucking well, demeaning I, shit. I gotta and be say this cool. too. There, there's there's a difference between so pointing out differences is not racist. It's survival. Mm-hmm. And what I'll say about like that is like for you know like 
I, I love to bring up the Uncanny Valley. And once again, in case people don't know what the Uncanny Valley is, it is where you're, you see something and it doesn't quite look human. And like, you know, you're like, you see like a robot and it's like supposed to look human or you see CGI. You play in a mm-hmm. video game and like something happens like, oh, like, oh, this is really good graphics. But then the hair moves weird. You're like, oh, it's a CG, CGI. And you kind mm-hmm. of feel like, oh, it's kind of creepy looking. And we're getting to that point where it doesn't do that. And I feel like it's something that we've always done where we're like, okay, we can pick out differences because differences in culture, differences in interaction could be life or death. I mean, it's, we come from, we yeah. come from like, like the, and you know, in the grand scheme of things, the Bible was. Well, and that's the thing ago. I find. That's what I find so interesting about what you're saying is because I like to, me personally, and we talked, I think this is before we kicked off the podcast, but um, we had talked about like how we, fuck, I lost my thought. I oh, dude, I was, I've been that all day. All day. I was like, I started to talk. It's like, I feel like, you know, let me ask you a question real quick. Since you lost your thought, do you ever feel like sometimes you have a thought and like in the physical space of your brain, you feel like you're moving around in there? Like I'm mm. like when I'm trying to think of something, I feel like my whatever that is where I think it's my self-conscious or my sorry, my consciousness, it moves in my head and looks for the thought. Like it's like actually looking. I know that's not true. <laughs> but Yeah, I know it I know what you mean. Yes. Uh, I don't know that I perceive it <clears throat> necessarily that much. For me, I feel like I will I will have a tendency to, as you obviously know. Um, given how much we talk to one another, uh, to talk over people. And it's because like in my head, I know I'm about to lose a thought. And when I'm sitting there, I'll be like, I'll try to keep the thought in my head. And for some reason, I feel like I can feel it slipping away, but I'm trying to pay attention to what the person's saying while yeah. holding on to the thought. And the longer I pay attention to what they're saying, it's almost like I can feel it going further and further away. So I have a so, tendency to like blurt something out. So what you described actually, physical manifestation in my brain, I see a Y, like a, you're in a road. Like I see a Y and I'll start to move down there. It's like, sometimes like I have to go back, like, oh, we're talking about this, we're talking about this, we're talking about, oh, there's a split. That's where I that's how I got my memory. Is like, look like at you it, turn like, around and go down the road and look back at yeah. where you came from. Really? Yeah. Very odd. I know. I have a lot. Weird. I have a lot of thinking. Are you a very analytical thinker in general? I like to think, but I don't know if I'm. Because I've always been I described like... as a very analytical person. People are like, you always think about the minute detail. And it's weird to say it, but I think that's just like my nerd game thing because you're constantly thinking of every little tactical detail that could possibly happen in a situation. But overall, I think what draws me into space is the fact that space is one of the very few things that I feel like people get together on and discuss with very little bias towards other people's thoughts and what i mean by that is like nobody can really actually know any facts because it's like i mean it's unreachable right we can't really do much out there 
So we don't know much about it. So, so everybody you know, understands that and nobody so, can really be really all fucking angry and mean over some shit that nobody understands. So we haven't talked about any conspiracies today. And that's, I feel like that's my, <laughs> always my thing. I got to ask you, what do you think about the moon landing? Do you think it was faked or not? I don't I never Dude, asked you this. So. It's fucking funny you say that. Uh, I don't know how many times I ran into like, I, I've bumped into so many of the conspiracy types, right? Like I don't, I don't want to use names because uh, <clears throat> a lot of people listening probably know exactly who I'd be referring to, but I've heard so many fucking conspiracies in like the last six years that I'm like, I don't really but understand. I think, the, I think the moon land is kind of the big one. Well, it's like for me, same thing. It's the only one where I'm like, dude, I can't necessarily say that I don't question it. You know what I mean? Like there's two conspiracy theories where I feel like for me personally, I'm like, I can't necessarily say that I have a hard time believing the other side. You know what I mean? And when I say the other side, the side that America doesn't want to align with. Um, So, so, you keep saying you're being very vague. So I what am. side are you on? Is it you believe we landed on the moon or you don't believe we landed on the moon? So I, I'm, fuck, Fez, you know me. I don't, I don't know a fuck about fuck. So like, I don't think, I don't, I don't know. I think so, that so if I had to choose one or the other, I would say, I don't think we did. I, but like, I'm, that's I'm by right a margin, like, 51% to 49% might be. Oh, I like that you have a percentage with it. I'm, I'm the same way. And this is the only reason why I don't like, okay, I understand we don't know how the pyramids were made because that was so long ago. A lot of stuff has happened. Wars has, you know, the, you know, the pyramids are potentially older than we ever thought they were. All these different things that, you know, that, that culture has been robbed of its knowledge, like different, different information is all, all throughout Europe and different places, mm-hmm. private collections and all that. But it was like 50 years ago. We're talking in the recorded history of America. Like, how can we, how can we say, oh, we can't do it anymore when technology has just gotten better? It's not like we're using unused technology or ancient technologies, mysteries that were lost. How, it's like saying like, oh, a Ferrari. Oh, we can't make a car that good anymore. Or, you know, like a Tesla electric car, like, you know, like Elon Musk going, oh, that's it. That's the best I could ever make. We're not going to keep going with that. That's the one thing. That's my sticking point within it. Like, why can't we replicate something from just 50 years ago? Dude, so that's kind of my thing, too. It's like, for me, it's hard to believe on multiple, multiple things. But like what you're saying, absolutely. It's like. Okay, so we did all the shit. In, when was the lunar landing? Like 69, oh, right? Like the 70s. I feel like or it was like, 69, but that's, I feel like I want to think that it was that. I don't know why. I'm pretty sure it's, I mean, you want to think it because you're a bitch. Giggity, uh, 69. But I'm pretty sure it was 69. Um, if not, like, it's like early, early 70s, late. Who, who fucking knows? I don't know. Um, but anyway, so you think like, we'll, we'll call it 70 to make it an even metric. Yeah. It's like literally. July 20, 1969. You were right on. 
Okay, so 69. So we've got 69, and it's like, okay, we do this. And it's like, why do we stop, right? Why the fuck we go to the moon? We want to be USSR. Actually, I don't think it was USSR at the time. I don't know. Bring it. Oh, I, th- I think it could be Soviet Union. Was it the Soviet Union, the USSR? Yeah, but I think, I, I don't know when that is. I don't... The United Soviet something of Russia. What? I'm going to I'm gonna look up when did the USSR exist to help you out. Go, go ahead and keep talking. Okay. But so like, you're like, and it seems like all of this stuff, and we know how propaganda works, right? Like make people think this to control this and that. Like that's what real warfare is, is controlling people's thoughts. Okay. So Dad, I can't make this up. It lasted for 69 years. What? <laughs> USSR was from 1922 to 1991 for a total of 69 years. I'm oh, like that. Okay, so it was for 69 years. We're talking 1969. All right. In 1969. Somebody's buns soon. Well, no, like, so, but this was from 1922 to 1991, which, okay. So anyways, I'm sorry. So, okay, at the time, USSR. Um, and so, like, we, we want to beat these fuckers to be like, yeah, our dick's bigger than yours, you know? And it's like, all of a sudden, we're on the moon, and then what? We're just, fuck it. Like, who cares about this anymore? We're not going to explore this thing, and then no other country decides to do it? Like, look at how the space programs actually operate. Like, countries are getting together and sharing a bunch of shit. Why would we just be like, yeah, we're going to space, we land. Not only do we go to space, but we land on the surface of a big fucking ball that's orbiting around us and get out of the fucking vessel and walk on it, plant a flag, jump back in, and fly all the way fucking back home successfully. And then we don't repeat anything like that for fuck how many years? Why? If we that, actually did it, why? That's that's the thing. So, now, and then to tell me that we recorded this, did they not in the like, did they not live record it? Yeah, they used to do like live recordings. Why the uh, fuck am I sitting in Afghanistan, unable to hear what anybody is saying, worried about the fact that like I'm sitting outside of a vehicle in a poppy field after a vehicle gets blown up, waiting for a medevac? And you can't hear fuck all. But back in 1969, we were able to go to the fucking moon, land, talk to them live streaming, and we can't even get the fucking Super Bowl to stream on the internet? Like, Mm. it's pretty hard to believe that, like, people are so off base when it comes to this, you know? I also have the contrarian side to what, you know, like, you know, why can't we do it again? So maybe it never happened. But I also, my, I go to the other side, like, why would they w- not want it to go again? What mm. would they be hiding? I like that idea as well. Ooh, what did they establish there? Yeah, what, what, so I don't, like I said, I'm 50-50 because I can believe, you know, somebody would hide something, or would do, would, would lie to make themselves look better. And I also believe Speaking someone would lie that. to hide something. Um, I feel and, like we've been all serious. Like, let's get off serious. Well, what, what, what's that? Well, what, what do you want to talk about? That's fun. Like, um, I don't know. What are what are some of your topics? Or oh, um, you know what? Let me let me go back. Like like you said, I I know I said you guys a ton of TikToks. I got I something from from the girlfriend. She says, uh, 
talking about a picky person's reaction to trying new foods because she's like super picky um and she's like what what do you think about like picky people when they try something like the different so um regardless of my body shape i am extremely picky dude i never stopped i just only for the pee all of this is good oh we're good so as a picky person um when it comes to eating i feel like i know what i like and i know what i dislike so for example this is something that like as a as a younger person people could not believe me where I was like, I don't like sushi. People are like, you, you like it. You just never had good sushi. I'm like, no, something about the taste of the ocean and seaweed immediately hits my gag reflex, like seaweed mm. or the ocean water. I want to puke immediately. That's olives for me. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Olives, except black olives cooked on pizza. It's the only olive I can handle, but black I olives not cooked. Any. Not cooked on a pizza, green olives, all of it. Oh, dude, instant gag. Dirty so martini, I, sign me up, bro. So, olive so oil, I, slap it on. Eating so, an olive, fuck no. I will gag and throw up like a little bitch. So a picky person who's never tried it, I can't respect that. Because I can't it's because it's like you're not even giving it a chance. You don't. You don't know that same person if you racist. like it or don't like it. Exactly, you're ignorant to the that flavor. Same person's racist. I guarantee it. Like, there's no oh, way. Dude, can I say? I, okay, I have a controversial thought. Okay. Oh no, no, we'll go. We'll go after this. But remind me of my controversial thought. No, go into it. Well, let me finish the picky stuff because a person who's picky and they tried something—that's not being picky anymore. That is knowing what you like that's self-actualization i don't like this i don't want to eat it and forcing somebody like you know like compromise like like there's a difference between like hate like sushi it's gonna make me vomit there's no way around it but Mm. i'll go to a sushi place and you know get something something different like get get some this chicken or like get like a shrimp and rice sushi that has no seaweed in it i'll eat that no fish no no seaweed i can eat that uh, like a California roll without the seaweed, a hundred percent because it's like avocado and something else, right? Mm. Yeah, but I know for certain if it has seaweed in it, and I can't be like, "Hey, can you unroll this sushi roll? Right. Take out the seaweed and let me eat that," because that seaweed flavor touches the rice. It's just done. It's gone. I can't do that, dude. It's funny. It's funny you say it. Like, I mean, I I love sushi and everything about it, but um, that's olives for me. And I remember like. Carrie would be like, dude, do, like, how did you know there's olives? And I would be like, what do you mean? I can taste the fucking olives. And she's like, I pulled all of the olives out of this. Oh, uh, yeah. And like, if olives were in a dish, like, even if I didn't know prior to or see that they were there, she could bring me something that she had picked olives out of. And I would know that olives were in there because I just like, I just can't stand them. But I also I, I, am willing I to wonder, try everything. I wonder if, so both me and you, in case anybody doesn't know, we both have kidney diseases. They're different in manifestation, but you have your kidney issues. I have my kidney issues. It's mm. weird that olives have always been something I've disliked and something you've always disliked. I wonder if it's something that like our body's like, hey, it's hard for you to process. Don't eat this. Oh, dude, I've never thought about that. It makes me wonder if that's actually a, you know, a certain thing. Like, for, you know, 
there's things like milk, uh, milk, and there's a few other things that are really hard to process for, you know, you know, kidney disease. Particular and it's people, like, yeah. Yeah, and so it's like, okay, I get that. But, oh, my controversial thought. The rise of the mullet. The people who have a mullet are the same people who want to say the N-word. Unironically. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the same people who, like, like, oh, it's kind of ironic that I wear the mullet. You kind of want to say the N-word. I'm not, I can't prove it. There's not based on any, really any foundation. What's that? I can't say that I really disagree from the, from the white fucking demographic. You know what yes. I mean? Like, I don't necessarily, like. Because it's a lot about, of du- douchebaggy people that want to wear the mullet. And totally. the douchebaggy people and are I've always the ones. like other people that are just trying to like conform to get the approval of the douchebaggy people. You know what I mean? It's like either or. But yeah, I mean, one and, thing that I appreciate about um, Mark said this best before. He's like, you know, he's got friends from all different spectrums, friends that are racist and friends that are not. You know what I mean? And for Mark to be like, I've got friends that are racist. It's like, why does he refer to them as friends still? You know, it's like, because like ultimately you either care or you don't about something, but um, fuck, I already lost my thought again. Well, turn around on your path and walk backwards. You'll find your path. Turning around. Visualize it. Turn around. Where are you? Where were you at? Where did you come from? Um, I thought it was interesting. Talking about Mark, we talk about the N word. I thought and it was people with mullets. Oh yeah, totally. So what I appreciate about people that are like openly racist is like you know where those people stand, right? So I have an appreciation for somebody like, I know somebody that's like, yeah, dude, I don't know why I just like have this issue with black people. And I'm like, I don't get it. Cause they, they know that like, I am not that person. And they're like, I don't know why, like, I just don't get it. And I'm like, that's, that's weird, you know? But like that well, open communication is better than just hiding something and then just hating somebody like in the closet until some shit builds up and you shoot a church. Well, that's, there's, this is, this is an actual thing too. Like, you know, people who may not understand it's fear is a real insidious, uh, feeling that manifests into other thoughts. And so, like, if, like, you know, if you ever, like, you know, see, like, a, you know, a big dude, maybe they were, you know, you know, or a different skin color, you got scared. Now you're like, that person didn't talk to you. You didn't interact with them. But somewhere deep inside, you were scared a little bit. That manifests. That the fear is, your body takes fear as a, hey, it's a lesson learned to your body. Like, you were scared of this situation. Okay. How are we going to avoid that? Well, that's a super controversial topic right there, too. You know what I mean? When you talk about like, and this is what I always think about when I think about people are like, oh, well, I don't understand how you could be this way. And it's like, can you really not, though? Like, can you can you not understand why somebody would be racist? Can you not understand why somebody would prefer this thing to this thing or like have this thought compared to this thought? It's like everybody does what they do based off like you were saying like your parents teach you these things right like i learned a lot of negative traits and positive traits from mine and it's like you also if you only stay thinking about those thoughts you never grow past those and that's where i feel like going out and like 
genuinely meeting other people and thinking and learning about their thoughts openly from like a non-judgmental point of view because ultimately yes. you don't really care that's what actually develops real knowledge i feel like and real um, friendships too like if you totally. never really know where somebody stands like two people who are guarded against each other will never develop an actual friendship well dude, you might like, like being you... around somebody but you will never really be a friend. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because like with you, like you and I, um, we like had our first beef or whatever ever after like knowing each other for what, 15 years now? Yeah. Like we've known each other for 15 years and I was like, dude, like I think I genuinely upset feds, you know, and I didn't think about it. And then when you were like, dude, I feel like you're being like passive aggressive. And I'm like, I find that interesting because like, I'm just aggressive, aggressive, you know, like I'll just tell you. And I was like, and then I talked to you and then like you and I completely hashed it out. Right. Yeah. And well, and that's the thing, too. It's like, you know, like, hey, I got to tell you how I've been feeling. Because, and, you know, it was like, it was weird, like, you know, like, hey, you know, I would tell you something like, hey, we got to be better at this. And then you would like would take a situation that was similar and call me out on it. And I was like, it's not the same thing. Why are you, are you being, this? and it's like, you know, I know it was like, you, it had to do with your emotions and your feelings. And that's why, like, it's like when I talk to you, like try to talk to you one-on-one -on -one about stuff. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. And then there I was mean, also my issues too. Like, you know, you were like, hey, we need to do more podcasts. We need to do this. And I wasn't thinking of it as you being you know, excited about the podcast, I was like, you were thinking as, I was asking you to do more. Exactly. Or like, yeah. you know, every time you're saying we should do something, I was thinking as of it as, hey, Fez, you should be doing something. Well, yeah. And, and that came what, across because you were like, I can't wait till you have to edit this podcast. And do, and I'm like, dude, Fez, like, I'm not discounting. Like, I know it's a lot of work. Like, so I, oh, I mean, by the way, for the entire population of the Redeeming Qualities, Danny has an episode that he's supposed to edit yo fuck you <laughs> we're just not here to talk shit uh, yes honestly, oh no no but anyways a lot of shit going on and i'm a bitch so there's yeah. that um no, also, I know. i'm actually i'm actually going to be recording episode two of said uh offshoot um when you and i conclude this um yeah, so, so we'll see that in six months but no like i said <laughs> it, 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 it took a lot like it took a lot of both of us like i feel like i had to like I had to confront, like I couldn't be like, "Oh, Danny's a dick." No, it wasn't that. I had to go into it like, "Why do I feel like Danny's being a dick to me?" It's like, okay, because my feelings were hurt, and my feelings I felt weren't accounted for. I can't be like, "Danny's a dick." I have to say what bothered me, what hurt me, and say, "Hey, this is the specific situation that kind of, you know, got me a little frustrated." Yeah, And it wasn't like, it wasn't like, Hey, Danny, you're this, you're this, you're this. It was like, Hey, this is how I feel. Yeah. Well, for, for me, what's weird. is like, like I was telling you, what is, what is like that thing that people think about you a lot of the time, like you're angry, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't really feel that way. Right. Like I remember you were like, dude, Danny, like, I know you're, it was actually, you were talking to me one time. You're like, Hey, I edited this part of the podcast out because like, it didn't seem like you were necessarily very caring or whatever. And I was like, and you were like, I know that you're like an incredibly caring individual. And I was like, Fez, I don't think like anybody I know would describe me that way. You know what I mean? And I'm like, so it's interesting for me to hear that from you 
Um, so when, for me, when you were like, Hey dude, I feel like you're being this way. It was easier for me to be like, Oh shit. Like I need to think about like what it is here that I'm doing because you have always been really direct, you know what I mean? And like, I've known that about you for the whole time. And I feel like that's where I have trouble in like life in general. It's like, if I don't really know somebody's actual thoughts or if they're just kind of sugarcoating things because they think they're like concerned about my feelings or whatever, I've always had a hard time interacting with people that way. Like I prefer somebody that would just tell me what, like if I do something that's annoying you, if it bothers you. um, And I find it really interesting. One of my good friends, like one of my favorite people at work is actually, I tell him this all the time. Like, I got into my trade and I was an apprentice and I joined this new company I was working at the one that I've been, I've been there for like the last six years. Um, And I'm like talking in the trailer one time. And he's like, dude, I don't really like you. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, man. And I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, why? You know? And he's like, you talk too much. And I'm like, honestly, I can't argue with you. Like that's true. and that's, that's funny. It's funny that he said that because he said what you do that he doesn't like, and he never expressed what he was feeling. Like, was he mad that he didn't get a talk? Yeah. Or was he? Yeah. So it's like it's weird. But for that- me, I was able to just be like, I, I looked at what he said, and I was like, Yeah, you're right. I do talk too much, and a lot of that comes from like, you know, my own fucking issues and my upbringing and like things that went on in my life. And, like, that's neither here nor there. But, like, I can still look at most things and be like, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? And then, like, now he and I, like, we're really good friends because he's the type of dude that will just say whatever it is he's thinking. And he knows that I am, too. And it's easy to get along that way. And that's a funny thing, thing too, because I remember when I, you know, first met my wife, she's like, how do you have so many friends on Facebook? Like, in the military, you get this great opportunity to meet a lot of people and not everybody gets that so i feel like some people they really give people too much of a chance to be Mm. a friend because you're like i live here this person's part of my community i can't just kick them out right away whereas in the military you're like i'm gonna meet this person this person this person you're leaving in a month hey gonna go to your going away shake hands if i ever run into you i will beat your ass yeah, yeah, and it's not like I'm gonna beat your ass. It's like I'm, you know, if I ever run into you, I'm gonna catch up. Maybe, you know, like at, when I used to drink, have a beer, go out, get some pizza, do some, you know, do some other stuff. But in the civilian world, like you might live in that community your entire life, so the people around you have to be your friends. You are that community, and that's a, that's a, that's an alien thought to us. Ooh. So. You know, yeah, like, and- I think that's why I think a lot of people put stock into what other people think, whereas yes. I feel like that's what a lot of people think makes me seem like I may be curt or rude or something is because I'm kind of just I'm not that way necessarily. Yeah, I think and I think that's a lot of it too, man. I think I think a lot of people they're they don't feel like they can move. Like me and me and me and my wife always have like, where should we go next? Like, you know, there's that that there's that 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 
we're not scared to pick up our lives and go someplace else, mm-hmm. but to do it. It's sure not something, it's, yeah, it's not an alien concept, but you see people like, well, that's scary. Like, what if you, you know, don't know who you're going to, you know, you don't have anybody, you don't have a community. You, you don't, don't have, have a support. system. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, I have support. I know people all over the country. Everywhere. Yeah. And, yeah. So it's, uh, it's different. And I think that a lot of times we don't see that side of people's lives where it's like, there is a concern. If you lose that community, you lose your identity. You lose a big piece of yourself. Cause you know, like, you know, I, I see people who like are no longer friends with somebody where somebody doesn't invite them to something. And it's mm. just like, they're torn up about it. They're hurt for years. You know what I'm saying? If I don't get invited to some, something by somebody, I just go, well, one, where am I? Like, if they're on the other side of the country, I don't really care. But if mm-hmm. it's like we're neighbors and you're like, you know, like you invite a bunch of people, but I don't get invited, I get to realize it's, it's, such, it's such a gift to be like, oh, you don't like me, so I don't need to put effort into our friendship. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you have just saved me time and effort. And time and effort to me equals money. Time and effort mm-hmm. to put towards my family. Time and effort to put towards my education. Time and effort to put towards my career. Time and effort to put towards my home. I, would, I was willing to put that towards you, but you have showed me that you don't want to reciprocate that. You have saved me so much. Thank you for that. And I don't hold it personally because I don't need to be friends with everybody. Exactly. Well, I've had a lot of people that have an issue with one of my personal thoughts is like, friendships are like, they're a mutually beneficial thing, right? Like you Ooh. do it for your own selfish reason. Like social currency. I'm, yeah, I am friends with you, Fez, because you make me feel good, right? Like I'm not friends with you to make you feel good. I'm not yeah. friends with you because like I want to provide something to you. Like I gain something from that interaction, but I like to think that it's mutual. Like yes. you also want to be my friend because you gain the same thing you know and it's like people have a issue with my thought with that and it's like well no like I would be this way regardless and I'm like no if you don't offer me anything I'm not gonna put effort into being friends with you if like if it doesn't benefit me like and people are like that makes you a bad person I'm like no that makes me happier in life so I am such a cynic. I don't believe in altruism. I don't believe in a good deed done for no reason. You do good, even if it's to go work at a homeless shelter, because it makes you feel good. You get Absolutely. something out of it. Absolutely. There's altruism to do something good that will hurt you and no benefit for you. Nobody does that. Everybody chooses something for a selfish reason. Like, you know, even like somebody's like, well, why, you know, like a, a, a battered woman, why do you stay with this person? Well, that's the father of my children. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or Dude, uh, Mother Teresa's dick got hard because she did so much for people. Like, yes. she didn't like, only do it because she was bleh. like, no, she did it because it made her fucking feel good. Sorry. Yeah. No, why yeah, is that absolutely. a bad thing, though? Why is it? Yeah, exactly. Why right? is it bad when you're when mutual? Uh, benefits happen. Why is that a bad thing? 
Yeah. Why is doing something good for somebody else when it benefits you a bad thing? Why can good only exist when it's just pure suffering? Right. That You know what I'm saying? Like, we mm -hmm. should all grow together. You, see, you know what I'm saying? You see symbiotic relationships in, like, the animal kingdom, and you're like, that's so amazing. Why is that so wrong in our own relationships? Like, the sea anemone and the clownfish. They don't give a shit about each other. But they right. use each other and they build a perfect relationship. Why can't symbiotic symbiosis exist in our own relationships and people look at that as a good thing? Because we have too much communication. Mm, that's like, true. Communication we are... is like the most important thing, I think, but also one of the most dangerous. Somebody used to tell me like, I'd be like, hey, like, I like the way that your brain works, you know, like the way your brain thinks. I'm like, what? That's weird. You know, it's like, but you're really smart. Like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, I don't think that really smart is actually a thing. Um, because like, I feel I, like everybody. Is, go ahead. No, yeah, I, everybody yeah, is smart, but it's about the things that they chose to pursue to get educated on, you know, and it's like. Yes. Why does me knowing one thing about this that's perceived by society as like something that's difficult to know? And it's like, no, it's not. It's just I'm interested in it. So like I chose to learn this any different than somebody else that knows how to do something different. Why is like, the kid that knows a thousand Pokemons and all of their stats not considered at the same level of intelligence as somebody who can read a schematic for an electrician diagram. Right. Or the periodic hold. table of elements or recite yes. high 3,000 letters in, yeah. you know, but or this, numbers this kid, in. Exactly. But this kid knows a thousand times six stats. He knows 6,000 pieces of information on one subject at an well, instant. Well, he's stupid because that subject is childish. Yes. And I think that's a lot of it. I think it's our pursuits and what we consider, you know, like, you know, for example, like people look at me like, you know, when I was like, you know, I'm going to become a doctor. But whoa, like that's, you know, like they looked at me like, wow, that's different. Like, I'm, you know, so impressed by you. I'm like, I'm the same fucking person I was five years ago. Right. Why did what I decided to do change who I am? I'm still the same person. I'm still interested in video games and cartoons for adults like Rick and Morty. I'm still that, that guy. Why is what you're still the guy me? that'll pull down his pants and shit diarrhea in front of a cop? I mean, that's absolutely true. And it, I, you know what? That's the thing. Like, why is that crazy? But shitting your pants in front of a cop much better. <laughs> <laughs> right. I miss Mark, but I had a lot of fun talking about a bunch of nonsense. I know. Honestly, I just miss his mellow ass voice just coming in and soothing things and flip-flopping us all around. Um, he, he's like a good bass line. Like, you on a song. Damn it, like, right? Me, me and you, like, we're like a rhythm guitar and like a higher pitch guitar. I don't know. Just I'm, like that, like... I'm like that hi hat in the back that just doesn't stop. You're like, fuck, they should cut that out at some point of the song. And it just I... doesn't. I'm like the member of the band that's not super important that plays something. You're the drummer. No, You're the guy in no. the photo that's that's like in the back, but like everybody actually like if the drummer's gone, it's like, dude, the song sucks. But yeah, he's always no, no. given like no recognition. I feel like I'm the guitarist. That's the instrument I am. 
the keytar. Oh, the keytar. Keyboard. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll give you that. Well, like you know, everybody like knows you have like like the guitar, the talent, like that, but no but the credit. Exactly. Like like oh, keytar, gross. Let's right. talk to the guitar. Yeah, that's that's me. But all right, they said he not... was fat. How can he be a doctor? That's right. <laughs> His kidney sucks. He doesn't right? know anything. He's got bad kidneys and he's fat. There's no way. That's right. All right, let's go ahead and uh, wrap this up, man. Like I said, I had a lot of fun. Mm, I did too. Um, you want to close it out? I'm, I'm chewing up some peanuts or you'll give me 13 seconds roughly. Nah. Uh, no, I'm good. Hey, thank you for joining us on this week of uh, Redeeming Qualities. Once again, you can always hit us up at our Redeeming Qualities podcast, IG, Redeeming Qualities uh, email at Gmail. Uh, or sorry, Redeeming Qualities podcast at Gmail. That is our mm. email. And uh, yeah, look forward for you guys listening to us and, you know, always reach out to us. We enjoy hearing your thoughts on the dumb stuff that we say. We love you. Hit the DMs. Talk shit. Bye. Exactly. Bye. Bye.